Hi there everybody at LCF. It's so good to be able to connect with you today. We would have loved to have been with you in person, but this year has been a strange year for all of us and that's not been possible. But hopefully in the new year in 2021, Amanda and I can be with you in person, get to know you and share with you a little bit better. And I'm really grateful to Michael and Becky for this chance to share with you and to dip into the same campaign that you've been doing as a church about that theme of follow, practising the way of Jesus. Because follow is what we have been called to do. And I passionately believe that follow is a choice we make. Follow is the word that Jesus chose to use when he appeared on the shores of the Sea of Galilee to call those first disciples to be the men around whom he began to build his church and his kingdom advance. We, we read about that in Mark's Gospel. In Mark chapter 1, verses 16 and 18, the Bible tells us that passing alongside the Sea of Jordan, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. I think sometimes we may have been guilty in the past of complicating what it means to be a Christian. We love that in church. We love teaching the depths of our Christian faith and exploring that. But, you know, the reality is that the call of Jesus really does simplify things for us. When we realise that Jesus said to his disciples, as he says to us today, follow me. And I'm particularly interested in the fact that on two occasions he says this to Peter. We know of the first occasion, we've just read about it, Mark's Gospel in chapter 1. But three years later, around about three years later, after the resurrection, when there's been a whole lot of things happen in between, Jesus says this to Peter again. And that's what I want to explore with you for a little while. You know, however long it's been since you first responded to Jesus to be his follower the call still echoes to you and I today that Jesus is saying to us follow me and there's a whole different set of circumstances for us at the moment in what it means to be a follower of Jesus and particularly connecting in the body of God's people in the church and this is asking big questions of our lives as followers of Jesus and there's similar challenges I think to what Peter faced when Jesus comes a second time to say to Peter, follow me. And one of those things in the first instance is that follow is a call to an uncertain future. Jesus never did promise certainty. In fact, it could easily be argued that Jesus promised exactly the opposite, uncertainty. A time when we would not really know what it was and what was happening around us. We find in John chapter 21 that Jesus comes to Peter and some of the disciples again. And at that point, Peter is back fishing. It's only the third time that Jesus has appeared to the disciples since the resurrection. And here he is standing on the shores of the Sea of Galilee after Peter had gone fishing. Things had changed but the same calling stood firm, follow me. And there's a lot of uncertainty about church today. And it's so important that we know what it means for us to really follow Jesus. 
You know, sometimes it can feel at the moment like we're walking through a land of questions. And it's as if the peaks and the mountains in that land are things like when and why and what and how. They're the, they're the mountains in the land of questions. At the moment, we think this pandemic might be easing. Then the next moment, we realise we're back down into more stringent restrictions. Things aren't getting back to normal as quickly as we would like them to. And following Jesus will always take us through the land of questions, whether in this season of COVID or, to be honest, any season of our lives. We always have to climb those peaks of when, Lord, and why, Lord, and what, Lord, and how, Lord, is this going to change? Because they're always there for us in the journey of following after Jesus. And it strikes me that when Jesus says, follow me, he is also saying, trust me. And isn't that a challenge for us to think that the call of following Jesus is one of trusting him too? In Psalm 22, verse four, we read these words that the psalmist declares in you, our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. And I think this is a season, this uncertain season where it's asking questions of our following of Jesus. Can we really trust him, not just for our own lives and our families, but for our church and all that God's doing in this season? You know, many of us are grateful to God for those who've gone before us in our family, in our church family. Those who faced enormous challenges and uncertainties and they paved a way for us. But, you know, despite the uncertain days we live in, I want to encourage you to determine afresh to trust God despite the uncertainty that surrounds you and surrounds me. But follow is also a call to a deeper commitment. The Christian speaker and, and author Ken Eidelman said that following Jesus isn't something you can do at night where no one notices. It's a 24 hour a day commitment that will interfere with your life. That's not the small print. That's a guarantee. You know, the disciples following Jesus had by now begun to learn, I think, that something more was being asked of them. They'd come up to the story that we have of the cross and the horror for them and then the joy of the resurrection. And then Jesus is just periodically visiting them and they're uncertain about the future. But my sense and my instinct tells me they were beginning to realise that something more, something deeper is going to be asked of them. That's what we see here in John 21 when Jesus comes to Peter and challenges him afresh. But if we go back a little while into the earlier part of the ministry of Jesus, there's a remarkable passage in John chapter six that has for many years caused me to really wonder what on earth was going on. Because Jesus has fed the 5000 and he's done some teaching about him being the bread of life and he's really stretched them with his teaching. He's really trying now to to get them to see that they're serving a bigger purpose and that he's much more than they could ever imagine. And that this is going to ask for so much more of their lives. And in John 6, there are some people in that larger group of followers of Jesus who are struggling with what he's teaching. And in verse 66, there's a remarkable little sentence. It simply says this, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. I've always thought that's a bit of a wow. 
This is Jesus. This isn't any old rabbi or preacher. This is Jesus who's opened the eyes of blind Bartimaeus and healed lepers and raised the dead. All those remarkable things. And yet some people still chose to turn back and not follow him. I suppose it asks the question of us that will the challenges we are facing as the church mean that you will choose to distance yourself from Jesus? You know, at this moment, we need to be digging in deeper to our commitment to Christ. And I believe that this means our commitment to the church he has placed us in also. When we read the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, we find that it's written to Jewish followers of Jesus who've been spread across the Greek word to world, the Hellenistic world. And some of these are contemplating turning away from their faith in Jesus. And as the writers of the Hebrews digs into why they shouldn't do that, why Jesus is greater than Moses and greater than the angels, and why the new covenant has replaced the old covenant, he encourages them in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 to 25, by saying this, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Some of you, when your church begins to navigate its way back to gathering, will not be able to come back immediately. Your health concerns, your need to be careful is very understandable. Some of you will be really eager. You can't wait to get back into the building to see, even if it is at a distance, even if it is wearing masks, people you've known for so many years. And it will be frustrating, but it will be great. But maybe some of you have got a little too comfortable watching church on a Sunday morning on your couch. Maybe that feels uncomfortable for me even to challenge that. But I'm suggesting to you today that we face a real challenge in the church, in our era, here in the UK at this season. In fact, it's probably never been easier for people to decide, I don't want to do church anymore. I just stay at home and if I can't watch my own church, I'll watch this church or I'll watch that church. I have a deep conviction that our commitment to the body of Christ, which is fulfilling the mission of Jesus in the town or the city where I'm living, is part of our following of Jesus. When Jesus says, follow me, he's also saying, st saying, stand with me. And your church is in a great location right there in the middle of Luton. A phenomenal opportunity. And as you begin to regather, just as you've been doing phenomenally over this season with your amazing broadcasts and, and, and my wife and I, we've plugged in so many times, not just to hear Mike and Becky, who we love dearly, but we've been so inspired by your worship and the testimony and the story. And we've seen the hard work of so many in your church who've committed to say we're going to stand for the gospel and stand for the church, even in these unusual times. But what about you? Just as I asked myself that question, as we look to regather in maybe weeks, months, who knows how long that will take. Because following Jesus was never a comfort choice. It's a deep commitment of my life to serve his purposes in his world through his church.
And so I want to encourage you today to see following, practising the way of Jesus about that sense of deep commitment to him. Just as Peter was challenged by Jesus, are you going to come deeper? Are you going to pick up the responsibility, Peter, to lead these people forward, to feed my sheep, to take care of my lambs? God's asking us today in this season, will we go deeper again? But also, lastly, I want to suggest to you that follow is a call to a closer relationship. After all, Jesus did say, follow me. I've been serving the Lord in Christian ministry for over 30 years. I'm a good Elim boy. I was born into a Christian home, a Christian family, grew up in an Elim church. And I've known what it is to be around church. But even as a Christian leader, I've met many followers of followers. I've met people who follow a particular leader and other people. I've met many followers of customs, people who follow the way church does things. The way we've always done things, the traditions, the customs, and that's what I really like and that's what I follow. And I've even met many followers of styles, wherever the latest fashionable way of doing church, of worship or whatever. But Jesus is actually calling for people who will follow him. That's the question he asks Peter. In John 21, I want to read verses 15 to 19 because they're so important in this passage. Where Jesus is addressing Peter himself personally, having helped them with this massive haul of fish. The Bible tells us there that when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Then he said to him, follow me. Now, this is an amazing passage. Some commentators have suggested Jesus posed the question to Peter three times because Peter had denied Jesus three times. Others have picked up on the fact that when Jesus addresses the question the first time to Peter, he uses the Greek word for love, agape, that strongest, most powerful sense of love. But Peter responds with the word filio, a friendship. In fact, every response of Peter is filio and Jesus some, somehow has to connect with Peter at that place. But he just reminds him again and says, Peter, follow me. Do you know, too often in church life, people are looking for experiences, but Jesus is calling for a relationship. And in this season, I don't know if you found that without church as a framework in my life, certainly in the early moments of lockdown, I asked myself many questions about how the framework of being in church with God's people, worshipping and preaching and all the things that I love, how much they've become the framework of my following of Jesus. And in one sense, the negativity of what lockdown and restrictions has meant has actually asked me some really helpful questions about what it means to just go deeper in my relationship with Jesus. 
Francis Chan has said that we never grow closer to God when we just live life. It takes deliberate pursuit and attentiveness. Maybe you can ponder that. Maybe think about that. How deliberate is our pursuit, our attentiveness to Jesus in our world, knowing that he's not just with us when we're gathered with our church friends and family. He's with us now by his spirit. It's as if Jesus is saying, follow me when you're strong and when you're weak. Follow me when you're up and when you're down. Follow me when you're confident and when you're fearful. Peter is called to follow again when Jesus asks him the question, do you love me? It's interesting, isn't it, how Jesus says, do you love me more than these? And I've asked myself many times, what were the these that Jesus was referring to? Was it the fishing boats? Peter, do you love me more than the opportunity to do well as a fisherman, as a businessman? Could you do really well and make a living? Do you love me more than that? Was he talking about the disciples? Hey, hey Peter, do you love me more than these guys here? You've built a strong relationship with them, but do you love me more? We don't know. We really can't say. But what we can do is ask ourselves the question, what are the these that are in our world? If Jesus were to pose me to Stuart the question, would he say, do you love me more than Amanda and your kids? Would he say, do you love me more than your, your nice home and your nice car? Would he say, do you love me more than your opportunity for ministry in Elim? Would he say, do you love me more than all the other interests in your life? I think probably all of the above would fit in to the these in my life. See, when Jesus says, follow me, he's also saying, love me. In doing this, I believe Jesus establishes the single greatest commitment a follower ever makes. And it's this, to love Jesus more than anything else. And that is not just the single greatest commitment. It's the single greatest challenge. I've walked with the Lord pretty much all my life since the, the age of nine. And I've known that day in and day out and week in and week out, month in, out and year in and year out. That's the question of my following of Jesus. It's about how much do I really love him? Because it's love that inspires obedience. It's love that inspires commitment. And I was a pastor and leader for over 30 years. Just shouting at people or challenging people is not what ultimately draws that deep sense of following. It's calling people to say, just fall in love with Jesus. Just know him deeper in my heart and in my life. And that's what following really means whether the church is in lockdown again or not even if these restrictions last much longer than any of us want should that really get in the way of men and women like you and I choosing that we're going to follow Jesus we're going to practice the Jesus way of life by following his example by following his heart and that's what his call is to us today because follow is a choice that we make. And my prayer and my desire and my hope for you is that even though you may be remote and distant from your church family and wonder when it is you can connect back together, you will not allow yourself to become remote from Jesus and from following after him and serving him and loving him and that you will choose today afresh. Lord Jesus, 
bring me into a closer relationship. I commit so much more deeply. I know the future's uncertain, but I'm choosing afresh today to follow you wherever you lead. That's my prayer for you. And God bless you.